man, we're back. Welcome back to level three of the Sandbox Gamers, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. We're your stars for all things video game and video game news. We appreciate you joining us. I'm your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob. And on the line with me are two of my best friends in the whole wide world, Vactor. Oh, yeah. And the always angry, the always perturbed, the always frustrated Jeff W. How's it going, Jeff W.? Frustrated, but not racist. <laughs> that's true. And that's why we keep them in the show, everybody. That's why we let them stick around. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. If you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform it is you're listening to us on. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, why don't you throw us a nice little review because it's going to help us grow. We're a brand new podcast and every little bit counts. And you know what? If you leave us a review, I'll give you a special shout out on the show. Not the geek, so to speak, shout out on the show because that's reserved specifically for that podcast, but I'll still give you a special shout out on the show. And speaking of, gentlemen, we do have a new review on the old Apple podcast from somebody named James Corin. Oh, never heard of him. He says, what's a, what a great find. <laughs> These guys are funny, articulate and easy to listen to, but he, but he said T O O, but you know what? Ooh. That was, probably, that was probably spell check. Corin. Their banter is insightful and they do a good job of not talking over each other. Usually. As a lifelong gamer and a fan of all types of games, it's good to find a podcast that doesn't focus on one genre. I hope they revisit some of these larger games, Elden Ring, so we can stay with them on their journeys. Thanks so much for the five-star review, James Corin, on Apple Podcasts. Yes, if you, thank you. Yes, if you, the listener, he just said we don't talk over each other. <laughs> we proved yeah. him wrong. Take that, Corin. <laughs> If, uh, if you feel like leaving us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you leave podcast reviews, we'll, we'll give you a little shout out on the show. But again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We've got a big week, you guys. Of course, lots of video game news to discuss. Sony State of Play just happened. Activision Blizzard are uh, giving the middle finger to Russia. All sorts of stuff. I'm not going to go down everything at the top. We'll just wait for the actual news. And then... We're going to talk about all the games we've been playing this week. But first, we like to have a little discussion, a little fun discussion. We are a brand new podcast, after all, and we're trying to give you, the listeners, an opportunity to get to know us. And so I'm going to present the question to you, gentlemen. And let's start with Jeff W. Jeff W., what was your first home console? Okay. So, now I'm going to go with the first console in Spirit. In the game, the one that I remember, you know, truly playing games on the one that, you know, I spent time with. Okay. And not the one that, you know, happened to be around, but I didn't, I don't remember any games from it. Okay. So not your actual home console, but the lie you're about to make up. The one, the one that I like. Okay. The one that got me to play games. All right. I would say the, my dad had an NES an old school NES in the house, but I never played that. Like the games were old to me at that point. Mm-hmm. But my real one, the one that made me fall in love with games, is the SNES. The, the SNES. SNES. And okay. Mario. You know, I specifically 
probably Mario 3 for me as a kid. Might have been oh. one. So your favorite game or your favorite console was the SNES, but your favorite game was Mario 3. That's interesting. Considering they Wait. didn't they don't go together. Wait, they don't Jeff. which one? Hold on. Or maybe it is. Which one? No, no, I kid, I kid. Okay, Super Mario Brothers 3 mm-hmm. came out on the NES. But it was also on the Super Nintendo in that uh, Super Mario All-Stars collection. Yes. Which is yes. what I think you're talking about, Jeff. That's probably it. That's probably the collection, yeah. I don't that, like pretend I'm too hoity-toity. first play game. But, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not like you guys. I didn't have the, you know, the Dr. Mario kit. I didn't have the <laughs> Mario paint with the, you know, the mouse. I didn't have, you know, the fancy stuff. I did. Um, I'd say that is. And then if I, I just to add to that discussion, uh, it's funny because I just set up the, my SNES mini downstairs. Mm. Oh, yeah. And uh, I really, I remember that I, you know, I, I ran the hack chi stuff on it. Like I'm sure most people did to get like the actual good games on there. And, uh. It was funny going back to that. I, I first off, I forgot what button I had to uh, take me back to the main menu. Oh, if you yeah. remember on that thing, you have to hit the reset button. Yeah, uh, which sucks because anytime you want to get to the main menu and play a game, uh, you got to click that. Uh, and I'm lazy, so uh, I, I like that thing. And I was actually playing uh, a Link to the Past this nice. past week. I yeah. got two Zelda, got her out of the castle, and I got to play the rest of it. So I've been playing a little bit of retro games, but then I would also say my next favorite console would be Xbox 360, which, you know, it probably that's probably the one I've played the most amount of games on. Uh, so I would say that and the SNES are probably my most influential, but the SNES was my my first true, true love. All right. All right. What about you, Vector? What was your first home console? Your Coleco? first true love in gaming? Coleco. Yeah, Coleco. Watch. <laughs> say it. Nah. Actually... My dad, Uh I was living in California at the time, and my dad went on a trip. He went on a vacation, or a work trip, I should say, to Hawaii. Came back, had a shiny new box. All of my friends had NESs, so I was like, oh, he's getting me an NES. Mm. My dad was like, hey, boy, I ain't getting you the same thing everybody else got. You getting (laughs) what everybody don't got. So he unwrapped the box. And it was a Sega Master System. Oh, man. Not Genesis, a Sega Master System. Yeah. Because that was the one that competed with the NES, the 8 bit. It does what Nintendo don't. That was the Genesis tagline. But yeah, that actually got me into like a line of Sega. Like I had kind of a brand loyalty to Sega for a little Mm -hmm. while. And I was like, yeah, Sega is better than me on the playground. Sega is better than Nintendo. Yeah. Um, But. (laughs) I did end up getting a... I never had an NES. I did end up getting a SNES. Mm. That was my first Nintendo console. Um, and falling in love with Nintendo from there. But mm. the Master System... And I remember games like Alex Kidd and, yeah. and things like that. Um, trying to compete with Nintendo. That was my very first one that started me into my love affair with home consoles and then I pretty much had every console after that. Um, I didn't have the Turbo Graphics, but everything else I pretty much had. But like Jeff, I think the 360 is the one that I have the most fond memories playing. And I, I probably met the most people, including uh, Corin is actually a ringer because we met him on Xbox 360 what? and had a long mm. relationship with him where we played Halo Gears of War, 
um, I think we played, we might have played Call of Duty with him, but uh, James Corin, thank you very much for the review. My and guy. We are, we are Xbox buddies for life. Did you have a uh-huh. Mega Drive? Uh, so the Mega Drive was... Wasn't that the, the, in, in the, they had the disc that you put you're in You're thinking Sega? of the 32X? The Mega Drive oh, was the Japanese name for the Genesis. Oh, okay. So the 32X was the peripheral that you slipped into the Genesis that mm-hmm. up it, like made the graphics better. Um, I had the Sega CD, which that was the one, another peripheral that you put on on the bottom of the Genesis and you, and mm-hmm. you have disc drives. Um, so yeah, I, I had pretty much every console after that. I didn't have the 3DO. That was another one I didn't have. You have the Virtual Boy? Uh, so I looked at that and it gave me a headache, and I said, no, nah, I'm not getting that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but everything else. Every once in a while, I'm tempted to buy a Virtual Boy. Mm-mm. I don't know if you use Mercari or you're familiar with yes. that, but it's like a, yes. a reselling app. Yeah. Uh, and every once in a while, I'm just feeling it out. I'm like, show nah. me show me the Virtual Boys. Nah. How, mu- how much are you, are you willing to pay? Let's look. Let's pull it up right now. Pull it up. Pull it up. What, what you should just pull, the hell pull are those going for right people's, now? People's uh, experiences on YouTube. That's all you need. All right. I pulled up Virtual Boy on Macari. <laughs> the very oh. first listing, Virtual Boy com- console, complete in box, uh-huh. is being sold for $410. E- it says oh my original God. box. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. E- but here's the thing. In the description, it says original box, only one eye works. So it's oh. not virtual boy. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work. So it's not, was... it's not unopened. It's just, it's like original rims. Like it's used, but it's the original box. Okay. Yes. Now here's here's the next one. It's listed for four hundred and fifty dollars. Uh comes with Wario Land and it says specifically in the description, both eyes work fine. <laughs> there was no killer be... app for that. Like I remember no. Mario Tennis. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember Wario Land. Um, I think Wario Land was the only game I played. Because you remember back in the day, way, way back then, Blockbuster would rent consoles. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I convinced my mom one time to rent that for me. And we were going mm-hmm. on a road trip somewhere. I don't really remember where we were going. But I tried using it in the car. And, of course, it didn't work because it has those flimsy little stands. Uh, gosh, it rent. At least I think it ran on batteries. Of course, it's Virtual been so long Boy now. is the most non-mobile mobile console of all time. Yeah. Like the, you need to be sitting at a desk to be. You look like you're into that. perched up at like a sniper's nest with it. And you know what I for mean? For those, yeah. Jeff, you never experienced that, right? No. So it's the it's like 3D, but it's like red though, right? It's yeah, like red. it's all yeah. red and mm-hmm. no color. It's like looking at the 80s version of a futuristic simulation yeah. of a computer. And all it did give you a headache when you looked into it and it simulated a 3D. Um, I bet people who had headaches from watching just 3D movies definitely did not like the Virtual mm. Boy, but that was not a good experience for me, and I did not like that. One of these days when we boot up the Discord to record an episode of Sandbox Gamers, you're going to see no. a Virtual Boy sitting, <laughs> up, sitting no. behind me on my counter. I can't wait for that day. It's And oh, I'm like, look, so I might play it once, but I'll be like, I've got it. It's just me reliving my childhood and, and 
buying the things I was never able to have as a kid. I'm like just Googling it. Like the controller looks like ass. <laughs> it looks so bad. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. Really? So for me, my first home console was the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh boys, or the NES is what the Robbie cool the kids Robot called it. Now, I have lots of memories of the NES, in particular just the original Super Mario Brothers game. Playing that a lot, but even more so, me playing that game was when I was a young, young kid watching my mom play it. My mom was obsessed with Super Mario Brothers. As a matter of fact, she worked, this was a million years ago, but she worked at Kmart and her boss, his name was Bob. Mm -hmm. Uh, No relation. And (laughs) he was obsessed with Mario 2 and they would have conversations about like, this is, look at this secret. You put, you go here and then, you know, the, the vinyl go up and you can get this secret one up. Like I remember, Oh man. I remember listening to them talk about Mario and watching my mom play super Mario all the time. But as far as if I'm going to say my favorite console, are like core memories of consoles, it's probably the super Nintendo. I think because I remember I have so many memories of just sitting down. Like we had a third bedroom, but there was no furniture in it. So I just had this little tiny TV and the Super Nintendo on the floor. And I would just sit there crisscross applesauce and play Street Fighter 2. And I'd be like, Mom, Super Street Fighter 2's out. I need that one. And then I'd be like, Mom, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo's out. I need that one. <laughs> Mom, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo Champions Edition is out. <laughs> and she would, buy, she would be like, isn't this the same game? And I'd be like, Mom, you sound dumb. There's four new fighters. <laughs> <Right>. Mom, <laughs> you don't even know, Mom. I thought you were a gamer. <laughs> you can- not. <laughs> you could be M. Bison in this one, Mom. <laughs> I put a different. ton of hours in it. Super Nintendo Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend would come over um, and play that and Mortal Kombat. We would play that like every day after school. Oh, man. And Mortal Kombat and Donkey Kong Country was yes. a big one that I would yes. sit there in front of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually oh, just man. played that on the Switch um, the other Earthworm day. Jim. Yes. Man. Jim. I just have all these mem- core memories of just sitting and that feeling. Like, you remember you'd, you'd wake up early and nobody would be awake yet. At least for me. And so I'd like go into that room and just turn it on. It's like early in the morning on the weekend and you're in your yeah. underwear and you're just like, yes, I'm going to play I had that, games. Right. I had that with the Genesis and I have memories of Toe Jam and Earl and then all the basketball games. Because before like Madden, it was, I was always playing like NBA, not even NBA Live. It was like Lakers versus Celtics, uh, Bulls versus Blazers. These were the, the yearly updates that, that would come out every year. And I would just play basketball over and over and over again. So that was the Genesis for me was that same feeling. And then I had a Genesis eventually. I got a Sega Genesis sort of in the late life cycle of it. I had a babysitter who had a Genesis and I always thought it was so cool because we played like Sonic and Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you ever play Michael Mm -hmm. Jackson's Moonwalker? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite. I remember <laughs> running home. I don't know why, but I knew that I had it at home. Maybe my parents had told me. I can't remember what the situation was. But I just remember running home from school. And th- this is, I was in third grade. I remember running home from school 
to play Moonwalker. I was thinking about Moonwalker all day, and I was like doodling it. And then I got home because I was a huge Michael Jackson fan, and then I liked the Genesis a lot. So I was like, this is the perfect game for me, and I can moonwalk in the game. That game made no sense. You'd be take, you'd be finding kids in the closet, and they'd go, "Michael." Yeah. <laughs> Every time yeah. you've found them, and then then you turn into a robot. Yeah. It was like a shooting star, if I remember it correctly. It was yes. like a shooting star, and you'd have to catch it. Yes. <laughs> you'd turn into oh. a robot. <laughs> yes. That was a huge thing for me. I was like, I gotta catch it. I gotta catch it. A couple years ago, I don't know if Jeff remembers this, but Jeff helped me get the emulator for that. And it was yes. the arcade version. It wasn't the Genesis version. It was the arcade version. And I was like, yes, this it is great. It had different songs, right? Or what? It had something different in that version. I can't remember. I There's think a specific so. reason you wanted the arcade because I think it is. Oh, well, the arcade was better. It was way better. Like, this is mm-hmm. back when, like, the arcade versions of games were, the graphics were just way better than the, were the, the home consoles. Yeah. yeah. Man, before I don't they, think I ever, ever played that. The, the arcade one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'd be at like pizza places and um, back when they had arcades. But yeah, it was four players and it's just like, you know, a side scrolling. Four players, four Michaels, or would it be Michael <laughs> and, and then four chimps or three other chimps? <laughs> no, they, they had bubbles in the game, but it was different colored Michaels. That's what it was like. Here's the oh, blue Michael, wow. here's the yellow Michael. Here's Little the did they know. Michael. Yeah, transitioning Michael <laughs> and young Michael. <laughs> that game was fun. Oh. And I had all all the NES systems since then, you know, N64, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, blah, blah, blah. I've had pretty much every Nintendo console since. Uh, but the, the Super Nintendo is probably the most formative for me. And the Nintendo was my original, boys. Nice. All oh, yeah. right. Oh, that was that was a little fun, a little trip down memory lane. I love it. But enough living in the past, boys. Let's talk about the present. Let's talk all about the latest video game news. What you got for us this week, Factor? Oh yeah. Well, to start it off, there was an event. Sony had their March 2022 State of Play, and you you guys watched this live, right? I was at work. I sure did. I set an yes. alarm on my phone for five minutes before it started. So I mm-hmm. stop everything <laughs> and watch this. That's that's one of the bennies of working from home, everybody. <laughs> Especially when you don't work a real job. <laughs> so I actually did not get a chance to see it live. Um, but I'm interested, boys. Uh Jeff, why don't you tell us what the big announcements were? Oh, see, I, my biggest issue with this one was I feel like the announcements were not that great. <laughs> oh, really? I thought, you know, I just, it just didn't, you know, it was only 20 minutes. And I thought it was okay. I thought there were some games in here, you know, the Returnal did, and Returnal is out, right? Returnal was yes. an announcement of a new mode, correct? Yes, co-op. Yeah, yeah. so they added the co-op mode. And then I think a new camp campaign missions, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I guess so that was news to me. Um, so the, some of the other games in there, there was a lot of Japanese developers, too. This is not, you know, you didn't have your Call of Duty announcements or your, you know, big uh, AAA American studios uh, with games. Um, the other oh, this one. Is, this is going to blow your mind, but Sony is a Japanese company. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're terrible. Uh, so, oh. no, so 
also Ghostwire Tokyo. They put out is that prelude? Did you guys play the prelude yet? Or As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I did. And let me tell you, it was the worst. <laughs> I was say I I turned it on for five minutes, and I was like, oh. The whole thing is like this. Yeah, I was like, I'm I thought this was just this. the opening, you know, the intro level because yeah. it's all text. And then, yeah, or, it's like, oh yeah, this is the whole thing. Remember, so like you know, like Gran Turismo has had their preludes in the past, right? Like they've put out their little pre-game before the game, and you know, Metal Gear did that with Ground Zeroes. So I'm thinking it's going to be ex- an extension of all the trailers I've seen of Ghostwire Tokyo. It is not that. It is like closer to a Telltale game, which we'll talk about later. I was, not even and not even it's like yeah, not even. Yeah. I was gonna call it worse. Telltale games aren't bad, but it's yeah. definitely not. It's it's one step up from just going into a library and yeah. grabbing, closing my eyes and picking a book off yeah, the shelf and be like interactive, right? It's you just, no, just reading. It's an audio book, no. basically. Yeah. yeah. For real, I I I sat through it for like a minute or two minutes. I'm like, okay, let's see what this is. How long are they gonna do take? To get me into the game, because I thought it was a demo. I thought it was just an actual demo of the game. That's and, what I thought too. And it yeah. just kept going and going and going. And before I knew it, I was just a a a a a a a a a to see how long it went. And it went for about five minutes. And I was like, I'm turning this off. I didn't even make it to the end. They expect me to sit there and read. At least in a Telltale game, they're talking the whole time. There's not. There wasn't even any voice acting. Yeah. Well, you can make choices, and you can make choices. Yeah. But uh, it was it was bad. So I quickly stopped playing and quickly uninstalled. Yeah. So overall, yeah. So overall, I'd say this thing was a disappointment to me. They also showed off the Gundam Evolution game. Uh, It's like a first-person multiplayer shooter. That's free to play with the Gundams. I don't know if you guys are into Gundams at all. I think I've never think played a Gundam game. It. Yeah, and then I think let's be honest here. I think the thing that's going to get the most attention is Rob's favorite. Ah, uh, yes, you mean Valkyrie Elysium? <laughs> yes, I love the anime girls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you're talking. I know what you're saying. You're mm-hmm. talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection, which includes 13, count them, 13 games from the Ninja Turtles series, such as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, the arcade version, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, S- the NES game, which is a, that game's bullshit, dude. I'm going <laughs> to tell you that right now. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, so the NES version of the arcade game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project on it, NES, uh, let's see, Tournament Fighters, that's that's the one that got me. And they have it on the Nintendo version and the Super Nintendo version. Turtles in Time, a game I've played a million times over. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Hyperstone Heist, which was a Sega Genesis game, and I never played that one because mm. I didn't have the Genesis at the time. Ooh, I played that a ton. Um, Tournament Fighters on Sega Genesis, Follow the Foot Clan, which... Not to toot my own horn, but I beat that game. Uh, I don't remember how long ago it was, but it is on the Geek So To Speak YouTube page. Oh, wow. Me playing that game from top to bottom. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It's the original version, Jeff. I pulled out the old uh, Super Game Boy, plugged it into the SNES, and then beat that game. Okay. Uh, That would have been one of the games on this list that I probably actually have played uh, from my 
my Game Boy days. Yeah. I really like the Game Boy Ninja Turtles games. Mm-hmm. Uh, back from the sewers and Radical Rescue. And the best part is that the these games, or at least the ones that make sense to support it, are going to have online co-op. Oh wow! Okay. At least I, at least I think so. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere, which I think are going to lead to some pretty sweet let's plays. Oh yeah, boys, we're I, gonna we're gonna was, get me, you, Shaf, and Jeff W. And we got to do the player video. We got to do the Turtles in Time, um, mm. the arcade version. That is the superior version. I beat the arcade version. Now that was at the time, Jeff. You had to have four people with you in the arcade, and they all had to have money, because you're going to die in the arcade. You're not going to beat it on one quarter. So you just had to get lucky to time it where, oh, okay, we got four people, because it would just be four random kids. Mm -hmm. So one day, I don't know how I got lucky enough, but we had kids who had enough money and had enough time. And we all beat it. And we were like, yeah, we beat the game. <laughs> we saw the end screen. But that was <laughs> Turtles in Time was one of my all-time favorite. There's, I would say Turtles in Time and then the X-Men arcade game were probably my two most played oh, yeah. in Mortal Kombat. Um, but those are my two most played arcade games of all time. So that's the one that that is appealing to me is <laughs> that Turtles in Time, the arcade game. I don't think yeah. I ever played the arcade version of that. Man. So I think I was I played it on Super Nintendo. I was an arcade kid because my mom would drop me off at the arcade on the weekend and just all right, here's ten dollars and quarters to get out of here. So I would just be at the <laughs> arcade for hours playing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's funny. There's an arcade game. I don't know. If Rob might know this. Jeff, I know, won't know this, but there's a Gallagher arcade game where he would smash oh some my fruit. God, listen. Jeff W. don't know anything about the Sledgematic. Wow. <laughs> and you would shoot. The only thing Jeff knows is the Dave Chappelle Black Gallagher sketch. Yeah, racist um, Gallagher. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know. You would shoot. It was a um, a light gun game, so you would shoot fruit. And he's mm-hmm. over here like, ha ha, I got you. And he's no, smashing geez. watermelons and it would get on you. Oh, uh, man. But, I would yeah. rent the Gallagher tapes. From the blockbusters, oh, yes, and yes. I'd be laughing my butt off. I thought it was so fun. This guy's a genius. Oh, man. he's smashing watermelons, and it's getting all over the audience. <laughs> yeah, that was a great uh, experience oh, for me. Boy. But yeah, I, I think I played a ton more arcade games um, just because during that time period, I was just like playing a bunch of games. And what sucked for me was I went over to uh, Japan. And then I came back, arcades were dead. There was no more yeah. arcades when I came back to the United States. I was I was pretty upset. Yeah, the most arcades you're going to get... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry. The closest you're going to get to an arcade game these days is uh, at a movie theater where we saw... Well, like, yeah, that or David Busters. And David yeah, Busters, counts, all yeah. they do is now they'll do um, the mobile games like large. Like, here's Angry Dang. Birds, here's Fruit Ninja. Yeah. Like, that's the arcade games that are coming out now. I know Rob would have seen it back to the uh, they have a Trek to Yomi uh, game mm-hmm. coming out. It is very much inside side scroller, very like moody, shadowy only kind of gameplay. Uh, reminds me of inside, like I said, one of my favorite games of all time. 
And uh, that looks pretty incredible. So I, I can, you know, I can't wait to try that one out. That is maybe my favorite announcement here personally. I, that one looks pretty good. That one yeah. looks pretty darn good. A samurai game? Yes. And then the other standouts for me, uh, Forspoken, I'm really looking forward to. Mm. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a pretty solid game. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, obviously. Yep. I'm interested in that. comes out in like two we- a week or two weeks, I think, yeah. um, as of recording. And then there was another open world game. It was the game that I was just uh, ever, ever so joking about, but Valkyrie Elysium. Might mm. be okay. They they know how I feel about these open world games. One of my favorite genres. It might be a little too Genshin Impact, a little too weeby, to quote our uh, geek, so to Ooh. speak, <laughs> founder shop. But I still, I still want to give it a shot. Forspoken is not coming out till October. Man, how they get you? Well, it's too many games right now. Mm-hmm. There's so many games right now. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a little, a little time to breathe on this but overall even though it was a short state of play i i walked away from it going okay some good games let's play Mm -hmm. because to me the last generation of consoles playstation 4 was it at least for me and then i was hyped about the playstation 5 got that got the xbox series x but i've been switching more over to team xbox lately than team playstation in terms of games so i'm really happy that they're uh they're coming out with some good stuff yeah. And I think, yeah, any, you know, I, I, I would say I was a little, you know, just because I was assuming there was going to be a little more here. It wasn't as disappointing as some of the Nintendo, uh, you know, announcements that they've put out there. And um, anything to play on the PlayStation, I'm for because uh, there's just not as much. And anything that gets me to buy a game on there, I'm, I'm ready for. I don't think I'm ever going to touch my Nintendo again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else is going on? Vector. Yeah, well, as we talked about last week, more and more companies are boycotting Russia. So we had Activision Blizzard and Epic Games halting their sales in Russia. Nintendo locking out their digital game purchases in Russia. Sony and Nintendo suspending sales in Russia. Amazon blocking Russia uh, shipments. Mm -hmm. Prime Video streaming and New World MMO purchases, and then Ubisoft and Take-Two blocking sales in Russia. So we're just seeing more and more fallout from the conflict, and more and more companies are just uh, continuing to side against Russia. So sorry, Russia gamers. Mm -hmm. Suckers. Time to flee. Flee now. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll never play Breath of the Wild, too. You know, it's it's funny. I think in the uh, the grand scheme of this is what what actually is is interesting. And then these companies being so willing to pull out, I think just more speaks to like how irrelevant Russia is. I guess to these companies, like I don't think you know they pull out of the United States. I don't think they pull out of China. I don't think they pull out of you know Japan. You know, as easily as they do Russia. Um, oh yeah. Which I think is to me is just interesting. You know, is how large they are. Is how or how large they are and how little influence they have on that, where these companies are just pretty much willing to pull the money or pull their, you know, assets away from that. Um, you know, we all know it's, you know, they're going to say that it's all, oh, you know, we're doing it for the good of, of you know, humanity. And I, I think there is a little bit of that, you know, 
But uh, I also think the business side of that is interesting to be so willing to do it, you know, on a pretty quick turnaround within weeks, you know. And you never really hear about Russia being a big video game market. Like you always hear USA, obviously, Japan, Australia, Europe in terms of these releases and the the market. But there's never there's never been talk or at least an I can that I can remember of the the Russian audience. So yeah. right. uh, all these video game companies, their pullout game is strong. Ooh. This. <laughs> <laughs> if I got him, got him, everybody. Uh, all right. We talked, we talked about Nintendo mm-hmm. being our first consoles for um, two thirds of the podcast. Well, our t- I think three thirds of the podcast are excited about Super Nintendo World. The Nintendo theme park, which is coming to the U.S. in 2023, they actually announced a release date for this theme park because they've already got it in Japan. And I was actually thinking about going over to Japan, but now it's going to be here in Universal Studios Hollywood. Mm. So what do you yes. what do you think about that, boys? I think we're gonna you're gonna have to tell your wife, and I'm gonna have to tell my wife. Watch the kids, and then all three of us are gonna have to get down there. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this will give me a reason to go to Cali, one of the Cali theme parks. Something so I, different. I can tell you, I, I'm interested to walk around and look at it. Now, Vactor, I know, is a theme park aficionado, as, as is myself, or as I would call myself. So when the, the Japanese version of this land opened up, they had the big Mario Kart attraction, and when there's a big attraction that I'm interested in that is... So far away that I probably won't get to it anytime soon. I'm not. I'm not above watching those YouTube uh, walkthroughs of the rides, mm. and so I watched the YouTube walkthrough and ride through of the Mario Kart ride. And I got to tell you, it was a little disappointing. Ooh. The Mario Kart ride is almost like a dark ride where you're going through Mario Kart set, Mario Kart sets, and you put on um, augmented reality goggles, and then you see you know, the characters throwing turtle shells at each other and hitting bananas and hitting the item box and all that stuff. But when you think Mario Kart, it's going fast, 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 but it couldn't have been any slower. It, <laughs> it, was, it was like I was taking a, a trip through the, the Hundred Acre Woods <laughs> is what it felt like watching that video. Dang. Um, but hopefully, maybe there's something to be, something that doesn't translate over video. I mean, maybe that's the problem. But I am mm-hmm. looking forward to to checking it out and trying uh, all the the crazy food because you know they're going to have those Mario sandwiches and they got the Princess Peach taco. You can eat Princess Peach's taco, Jeff. Mm. Jeff doesn't get it, Factory. <laughs> hey, that's what I. Would... I just don't want you know. I don't want to be you know brought up on criminal charges. For, <laughs> you know. There he is. <laughs> <Here's> the... <laughs> What? I'm just enjoying the taco. <laughs> yeah. So I think so, we're looking forward to it, and perhaps we'll, we'll all take a journey over to Super Nintendo World. But they got to have a killer ride. Like when Harry Potter World opened, and they had, you know, the one ride that was like the reason to go there. And then they've added rides since then. I think it was the same way with Islands of Adventure, Rob, where it was like, mm-hmm. all right, I want to go on the Spider Man ride. That's the main attraction for me. And they'll add stuff to it later with this Nintendo world. I think it's more of just for me, the attraction right now is just the immersion of 
All right, I'm inside of Mario. I'm inside a video game. That's inside where, the castle. Why I want to go there. Yeah. yeah. But it'll be, if you think of like Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland or Walt Disney World, these big giant immersive lands, it, it, it'll be cool, but it won't be that level. Have you been to Universal Studios Hollywood, Vactor? Yes. So, you know, it's very compact. Yes. It's very mm-hmm. tightly put together, mm-hmm. uh, much like myself, you could say. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so, you know, it's going to be a small, small area. And at least in Japan mm-hmm. and probably in Florida, I know they're talking about expansions for like a Donkey Kong Country themed land and Ooh, Hyrule mm-hmm. themed area. But I don't see, I don't know how they accomplish that at this theme park. It, yeah. The space is so small, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll still go. I'll still go. Maybe this will be my my great return to Universal Hollywood. I haven't been there since I moved to California five years ago. Oh dang, Rob! You said that like you're gonna like I'll suffer through it. Yeah. I'll go to your theme park. You know what? I'll suffer through it, man. <laughs> Even bought a Universal annual pass, mm-hmm. and I never went back. Dang, <laughs> that just shows you my dedication, boys. Theme park boys in here, yeah. Geez. That's us. That's us. All right. All right. So, what's this news about uh, Sony reportedly looking to bring God of War to Amazon Prime? Yeah. So we've already seen. Actually, this month we're getting the live-action Halo show on Paramount Plus. Now, Sony wants to team up with Amazon Prime Video and bring us a live-action God of War series, and it's supposed to be led by the executive producers that made The Expanse, which is a show that is highly regarded, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, and the executive producer of Wheel of Time. So these are all Prime shows. Uh, Jeff, did you check that like the first episode of Wheel of Time, right? Yeah, and I'll say I've, I've watched some of the Wheel of Time. I think I watched half the season, and um, I think for my worry here is the same worry I had about that. My... Uh, my roommate, he was actually, he read through the whole Wheel of Time series, like, over the last year and a half or so. And uh, I remember us watching this show. We were like, hey, let's check this out, because he had been reading the books. And uh, a little, you know, left to be desired in terms of visual effects on uh, Amazon's part. Uh, it's probably really? the most disappointing thing for me about that show. Yeah. I think the show holds up, but anytime there's magic in the show, just the CG in it is is a little rough. I mean, it's it's easily the weakest thing about the show, and it kind of takes you out of it at points, which is what worries me about any show that Amazon does, but in particular, God of War. I, I don't know, you know, how they handle it. I mean, I think it's possible. I think they do good stuff, you know, but Amazon's the one that worries me. If this is HBO, my level of confidence would be a lot higher because I'd be like, all right, you know, they put out good stuff. You know, they've put out, you know, major series. Uh Amazon to me, I don't think has done quite the level of like a Netflix or or HBO, you know, consistently yet. Right. Yeah. Well, they're trying to build up, you know, all of these streaming services. Original content is like the king, and it's oh, who has what show, and who, we got to get over to to Paramount because they have the Halo show. We got to get over to Amazon Prime because they have the God of War show. Actually, there is a live action Twisted Metal show that's mm-hmm. coming to Peacock. Oh. I come all places. Oh yeah. God! So Anthony Mackie, right? Is that soon? Is that soon? I was. Uh, let me look up. Look up when the release date is. That is. Yeah, it is Anthony Mackie. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. That's gonna be bad, right? There's no way that's good. Man, how do you do Sweet Tooth? How do you do Sweet Tooth? <laughs> There's no way. 
Have you seen the movie Ghost Rider? Oh my just, god! Just like that, but a clown. <laughs> oh, oh god! Have you seen the movie It? He's ne- remember the Pennywise the clown with that big red hair just replaced the I, hair. I guess. With I don't know. There was actually a twisted metal movie that was announced in 2012 and never released. I remember that. <laughs> so now they're trying to do this. It's supposed to be a half hour live action TV show. And wait, um, Anthony Mackie's playing him? Mm-hmm. Oh, he, God. who's playing Calypso? Who's playing no, Calypso? Anthony Mackie is in it, but yeah, he, we don't... he's not playing oh, any particular okay. part. Okay. Or at least that has been announced. I think he's going to be the 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 POV of the audience, I would hmm. guess. Interesting, yeah. I, it could be good because even the dumbest stuff, like you can pull something out of it and be, oh, this is not like the game. This is, they went in a different direction. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to be bad, but I'm not going to say it's going to be good either. And speaking of game stuff, there's also a Ghost of Tsushima movie coming out uh, from the director of John Wick. And then we've got, speaking of HBO, Jeff, The Last of Us show is coming. Oh yeah, yeah. That is. Uh, and then we up. just had Uncharted um, in the theater. So, m- game live action properties are all the rage right now. And God of War is one of the biggest. We're definitely we are gonna be talking about God of War Ragnarok later this year. Oh yeah. Um, definitely, that is one of my most anticipated games because that original God of War on on um, PS4 mm-hmm. only. Topped by Spider-Man as my favorite PlayStation 4 title of all time and one of my favorite games of all time. Mm. So I'm excited to see. I wonder if they'll get, you know, the actor that plays Kratos in Mm -hmm. that PlayStation. He's um, actually a pretty big... um, Battlestar. What was he on? um, What's it called? I could see it in my head. Not Battlestar. It's another sci-fi. One of those um, nerdy shows, you know what I mean? Stargate. Um, Stargate. Yeah, he had a big role in Stargate, and then he plays Black Panther in that um, the Avengers game. Mm-hmm. So he's actually a pretty good actor, and he was great as Kratos. And he's actually big, like he's uh, built. So I could see him actually playing in the live action. I bet you they won't get him, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know if he fits the part really. Yeah. Like as what, as, what? What was the um, or just his physicality? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Judge. Yeah, that's the guy's name. name. Yes. What's the yeah. What's the name of the guy who played Spawn? Michael. Uh, Michael J. White. Yeah. Uh, he. I think he'd be all right. Hmm. He's actually still doing stuff. Um, and he's still a martial. He was a martial artist, you know, back when he did Spawn, and mm-hmm. he's still doing stuff. But he's a little bit older now. He's like fifty. I think he's in his fifties. Uh, but yeah, he could probably. Yeah, I, yeah, the yeah. way that they do it. And then they get, uh, they get, you know, Will Smith's kid to be the boy. <laughs> nah, yes. he's too old now. <laughs> they get a, uh, uh, I don't know. They get Jeff W. to be the boy. <laughs> He'd if be they good. get Michael Jai White, I just want him to, you know, give me one reason why I shouldn't have my boy here <laughs> pull your head <laughs> off. You know, give him that line. <laughs> I, I hope it's good. I, I, I'm always on the fence when it comes to these video game adaptations. No, no matter how good the story is in any video game, for me, half the fun is playing the game. And so minus the playing the game, mm-hmm. I always worry, is it going to be good enough to hold my attention? Right. Did you watch Uncharted yet, Rob, or no? No. 
No, you haven't seen no. it. No. I'm interested we, to see what you think of it at some point. Uh, I'll probably never watch it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta desperate. give these a chance. I know. I know that you're just hating on Sonic. You know, and I think <laughs> Sonic's pretty good. It's it's know? just one of those things. Like Uncharted would have been a movie that if we decided to review it on Geek, so to speak, I would have watched it. But what did we talk about instead? I forget. Uh, Horizon. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn Part Two. No. Yeah. Um, uh, Forbidden West. Yeah. Forbidden West. It's all the same. They know what I'm talking <laughs> about. But we we would have watched that. But since I missed it. You know, it's it's it wasn't something that I was super interested in, anyways. Like the the trailers didn't really do it for me. And as you know, I, I'm not a devotee of the Uncharted series just in general. Even though I am working my way through Uncharted right now. Oh, shout out to be. the you <laughs> shout out to the geek so to speak YouTube page where you can find the let's plays of me complaining the whole time while I'm playing Uncharted the first one. <laughs> Uh, I keep saying, when does this game get good? Vector yeah. keeps telling Just me. Curse Vector's name the whole time, yeah. But so. I know I know. supposedly part two is where it really kicks off, and then it goes from there, so mm. we'll get to it. Yeah. But but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on these. But of course, I'm sure when the God of War show comes out, we'll have opinions on it on this very podcast. And the new um, game. And, well, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> i'll see if i allow that okay talk about the show not the game on here <laughs> exactly no. all right uh let's see what else is going on here so we talked about god of war quantic dream struggles to, to hire star wars eclipse or to hire for star wars eclipse release aimed for 2027 now this was some bull oni yes so so Star Wars Eclipse was a game that was announced not too long ago and was even pointed out by Quantic Dreams that they were anticipating this potentially getting a 2022 release date or early 2023. But not only did they lie, they lied so hard <laughs> that they said, actually, you know what? That's probably not going to work. How about 2027? Ooh. 2027. <laughs> I don't even know if I'll be alive. Yeah. Right. In 2027. Not this console generation. Yeah. Right. No way. Right. right. We don't know what the gaming space is going to look like in 2027 or maybe even 2028. And why even announce it? You had mm. to have known. Like, yeah. were they really that naive? To What's be like, crazy yeah, we is. Can put it out. Yeah. They must have spent all their money on that trailer because the trailer looks amazing. The one that they released at the Game Awards that got everybody hyped up, including mm -hmm. myself, is amazing. The trailer is fantastic. Um, whoever did the trailer, yeah, make us a movie, please, because uh, this game is never coming out. We don't know what Quantic Dream is doing, if they'll even have enough staff mm -hmm. to finish the job. So it, this went from one of my most anticipated games to now, I don't even care anymore. Like, this just completely took all of right. the momentum out of it for me. This is this is basically vaporware at this point, right? Like, it's, it's yeah. probably never going to see the light of day, like, like or the, what we anticipated. I think what is interesting, too, is, like, I remember when <clears throat> Star Wars, or I guess Disney, probably, right, it would have owned them at this point, was they pulled away from the EA deal, so EA didn't have all that exclusivity. And I think everybody was like, oh, great. Now we'll get more games and like actual games. And then so far, it's been kind of a shit show. You know, it has not gone 
the way that I think, you know, people thought it would, or certainly me, I didn't think it would be this, you know, dismal, basically. I mean, in fact, I know you felt, uh, what was the fighter, the star fighter? What was that? Um, the Ace Combat game. What was that called? Uh, squadrons. Uh, squadrons. I know you like Squadrons. I don't like Squadrons. Uh, they just haven't done much with it, you know, aside from Fallen Order, you know, I thought was was pretty good. Yeah, and those were EA. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, I just, it's it sucks to me to see them step away from EA and, like, and it's great, like, hey, take this franchise, you know, out from under them, but then to not do much with it yet. And, and I don't even think Disney doesn't even own that many uh like video game studios right or any at all i don't don't even know what they own like i'm surprised they don't have their own you know they're so massive right i don't know why they don't have their own in-house kind of video game major development you know um yeah they do a bunch of too much yeah they do a bunch of kid games Um, yeah maybe they own like a subsidiary of something or some other you know so maybe they bought like a wing of something but i remember they like they discontinued that the toy game. What was that thing? The toys for the Nintendo game. It was uh, like system. the Avengers world, but it was all Disney properties. Yeah. Yeah. Disney yeah. interactive studios. Is, yeah. Uh, the list of games here. Let's figure it out. So they, yes, had, what they got um, anything after 2016. Let's say anything good. Wow. This is like, they're not giving me much of anything on here. Actually, it says list of games, list main article, list of Disney interactive studio games. Here we go. It's like Hannah Montana, man. They've had a lot. They've made a lot of video games actually, but Oh my God, way more than I can even possibly list, but it's all like like JLN or whatever. From 2008, Uh, a Ratatouille (laughs) game published by THQ. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Tarzan tangled the video game 2010. Ooh. I'm never going to find the game you were talking about, uh, uh, Jeff. But I know which, I know the game that you're talking about because it was it was an awful lot like um, uh, Disney oh. Infinity. Yeah, Disney Infinity, and you had the yes, little the little figures, yes. and you bought you'd buy the figures, and it would introduce them. Back when they thought, um, what was that Johnny Depp movie where he played an Indian, and it was based oh. on the old TV show? Oh, um, Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger, yeah. Back when they thought Lone Ranger was going to be a big hit, and they made the yeah. Lone Ranger figures, and God. the movie bombed. <laughs> and I would always see the Lone Ranger figures on the shelves. Right, I still see them in, in used shops now. Um, you know, they this Disney, the Disney setup of the game reminds me of LJN. I said JLN, LJN. If you remember on uh, and in NES boys, you know they made all the crappy like you know, ported games from just franchises. Like they mm-hmm. made like the Nightmare on Elm Street game. They made a bunch of those and all Back those games. Are family. Yeah. Now, see, my, my experience with that is uh angry video game nerd. So that's where, oh, of course, that. but that's what this reminds me of is those yes. games. Where they're just shitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to friend of the show, the angry video game nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They need to, Quantic dream is in trouble. They need some help attracting uh people because that trailer as amazing as it was apparently did not um open the floodgates to uh developers coming in and, and working on the on the game and what really sucks is i was outside of the trailer just the thought of quantic dream making a star wars game was really interesting to me i've liked every game they've made mm-hmm. uh well the last one being a detroit become human I really, really oh, enjoyed. Okay, they're on that. Uh, yeah. Fahrenheit. Yeah. What was it? Fahrenheit. Oh man, I can't remember. Um, but they're they're very they're very telltale ish type games. 
but they're they're not as cartoony. I don't want to say they're more grounded in realism, but I've liked Quantic mm-hmm. Dreams games, and so I was real interested in seeing how they would apply that gameplay style to Star Wars. But I guess we'll never find out, boys. <laughs> We're so- never gonna find out. Um, also, on the the news docket, it says Gotham Knights is coming out October twenty fifth. Yes, and Jeff and I are very intrigued by this one. Uh, Warner Brothers Games Montreal open world Batman themed RPG originally mm-hmm. announced in August of 2020, which was supposed to be released last year, and then it got delayed. Um, you're going to be able to play Nightwing, Batwoman, I'm sorry, Batgirl, Robin, and Red Hood, and you could do solo or with a second player. So we are very mm-hmm. excited. Yeah. As Batman yeah. fans, uh, Robert, are you looking forward to Gotham Knights? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, being the only true Batman fan in this podcast, mm. I could say that this is one of my hyped games, most hyped games of the year. Mm. Let's just say two thirds of this podcast has seen the Batman twice, and one third of this podcast has only seen it once. And I'll well, leave that yeah. once is all you need. Oh. <laughs> Once oh, is all you need. I came home from that and told my wife, I don't think I'm probably not going to watch that again. <laughs> yeah. hey, 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 hey. Uh, Rob hates DC. But, <laughs> I know, um, it wasn't a bad movie, you guys. It just yeah. wasn't. I don't think it was as good as everybody hyped it up to be. Like, I think I think some people blind, blindly just agree that it's great. I'm not saying anybody on mm-hmm. this podcast. I'm just saying in general. Mm-hmm. Just blunt mark. Uh, blindly just decide that they like it regardless of, of how it is. Like, oh, it's moody. It's so dark. There's no <laughs> nipples. It's so real. This is going to be the best Batman movie ever. Uh, the Riddler, look at him. He's he's dressed like a BDSM little butt boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm not saying Man. it was a bad movie, but mm-hmm. the whole third act could have been cut and okay. it would have been better in I my just- opinion. I just want you to keep the same energy when this Weird Al movie comes out. Oh, um, shoot. You don't have to. Th- I just, <laughs> I just, just, don't you know. worry about me. You better not yeah. blindly like it, Rob. <laughs> right now. Oh, I'll blindly <laughs> like it, baby. <laughs> I'll um, it's, it's like when, whenever a Christopher Nolan movie comes out and everybody goes, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so, I'm so oh. chubbed. I'm so <laughs> chubbed right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going to say about uh, the developer here. So they made Origins, which I, I think collectively people would say is um, the worst of the Arkham series of games. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just from also like a development standpoint, I actually didn't think the game was that bad. But, you know, what really pissed me off was um, I remember playing the game. There was a there was a glitch where you could step off of like certain areas and you would just infinitely fall. And they would have to. It was so bad. They had to like patch it on the consoles. And I remember having to alter my, my, my save game uh, to get it to work. So it was a pretty bad like glitch and they fixed it. And I was like, all right, cool. I can finish this game. And I, and when they, it came out in, in Vector, it was the heart of ice DLC. So it was like, I'm super hyped. I love that story from the animated series. And like you get Batman in like the thermal suit, you know, he has this big suit of armor on and uh, I was hyped for that DLC. And then, somehow that glitch came back with that DLC. So imagine they fixed the problem and then when they bring out DLC, it comes back and you're just like, (laughs) what the hell? So Montreal WB games, I'm not super trusting of what they put out. 
Uh, although I, I think they've had enough time with this game. That this has been. I mean, when's the last time they put something out? It's probably been a minute since they've Arc. really right. done something. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping they've had enough time with this to make this, you know, a solid game. I hope it's good. Origins was the only one I never beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's worth it. I mean, I've I've beat them all, and that's the least one I've ever played for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I'm looking forward to it and the Suicide Squad. But who knows when mm. we'll play that? Yeah. Game. Sheesh, boys. All right. What is this here about Netflix launching a daily trivia series called Trivia Quest? Yeah. So Trivia Quest is a mobile game that is very popular or has been popular for a while. And I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on Netflix's whole jumping into gaming because they've announced that they want to be a player as far as um, a gaming studio. Mm -hmm. And the first things that we're getting are these trivia things. And we've actually had some interactive stuff too, like uh, with the Bandersnatch uh, Black Mirror episode and then the Undertaker... um, I forgot what the it's wrestler? called. The Rise of the Undertaker or whatever it is. The Wrestler? Uh-huh. I told you about it when it came oh, out. Oh, God. Uh, I haven't played that, but I've played the other stuff. And that one is like choose your own adventure. But oh, now man. it looks like they're trying to get into the trivia space. So they already have Cat Burglar. That was the first one that came out. And Jeff... Am had I the only one? To... No, the I looked at one? it also. Okay. Did you play? Did you guys play? I know Rob didn't. Rob. No, I couldn't. Couldn't be less interested. Yeah, Rob, Rob didn't watch <laughs> Batman, so you know he get you're gonna watch. Well, the Cat reason Burglar. why I wanted to check it out was because I want to uh-huh. see what Netflix is doing. Like, where where is this direction that they're going? <laughs> you, you know, the funny thing for me was is I went into it not knowing it's going to be trivia. I, I I know you had sent the thing and you gave me crap for it in the chat, but I, I just went into it blind because I'm thinking Bandersnatch, where you're like you know more choose your own adventure kind of thing. And then I get in the game and it's asking like these wild questions. It's very similar. Do you guys, have you guys ever seen, I'm sure you've seen clips of it. I've, I've never played it, but it's um, Dragon's Lair. Yes. Um, that was, a, the, that was that one game. actually that I played in the arcade all the time. Yeah. I'll say it was an arcade game, right? Yeah. It reminded me a lot of that. Dragon's Lair, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it reminded me a lot of that. And then I just thought it was funny. Some of the, the questions you get in here, I wonder. Uh, so there was like a section about like video games and you basically get to choose like, you know, left or right. You get two options and it'll be like phrases that gamers use. And, it, and like one of them was like save scumming. And I'm like, who? I mean, you got to be like, I know gamers that probably don't know what save scumming is. Like whose grandma or who what family is going to play this and be like, oh, yeah, I, I know these questions. You know, um, I just thought there was some interesting choices in it. But Overall, that thing was kind of boring to me. Uh, it's just not my cup of tea, uh, I would say. I, I think yeah. it's kind of cool that they're they're trying it. But when I'm when I watch Netflix, I'm I don't want to touch the remote. I want to. Well, it's watch more the like thing. a party thing to me. I think mm-hmm. if you got a group of people, you know, it's like Mario Party, almost like, hey, come over, we'll do this, or like the Jackbox games, yeah. we'll do this trivia, and everybody that would be interesting. That would be something Netflix should buy would be the Jackbox games Mm -hmm. and like put that on your platform because that would be easily, I think, transferred over. I think we've all played that here, right? Uh I don't know if Rob's like, you know, get that set up your phone, be able to just stream that game. Like that would be a major pickup if they did something like that. I want to say, I just saw that they were coming to uh, game pass or something. Mm -hmm. They were part of another service that I already paid for. Um, But yeah, I like those Jackbox games a lot. 
I'm I'm just interested because this cat burglar is out right now, and then the trivia quest game, or I don't know what you call it, movie, is coming April first. And like I said, that was already an existing property, and I remember playing it on my phone, um, and it was big a couple of years ago. But I don't hear anybody talking about it now, so mm. I, it's kind of a confusing move to bring it out now. It'd be almost like doing an Angry Birds thing now, where I don't hear people talking about Angry Birds now. Yeah. But this cat burglar thing is like a um, an all new original thing, but just to dip their toes into the trivia stuff, and it's I think. Netflix is trying to capture this wide audience. Like, okay, we want the trivia guys, which is like the boomers. Then we also want to capture the Call of Duty guys. Like, there's, I think there's a bunch of different people that Netflix is trying to, to get to sign up for their service and mm-hmm. have you pay just monthly and you get all these games eventually. But the trivia stuff is just kind of a weird sidestep, you know, mm-hmm. from the, like, like Jeff talked about the, the choose your own adventure style stuff. Um, but you know, what's interesting about that also, it doesn't work on every platform. Cause I was watching the undertaker thing on my Apple TV and mm-hmm. it didn't work. And they sent me an email. Hey, I saw you uh, tried to watch this and it didn't work here. Try this. And so it'll work on browsers. It'll work on uh, smart TVs, but you would think mm-hmm. out oh, game consoles, but you would think Apple TV you know, yeah. it's what the biggest streamer out there. Anything with a remote, yeah, streaming I would box. Assume, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know what the technology function. is behind it, but um, I just I want to see what you know. It seems like Netflix is putting a lot of money into trying to be a gaming hub. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just something to keep an eye on. Like um, people who play trivia in bars, like that's the crowd that they want for this type of stuff. And that's not us necessarily, but I'm just kind of keeping an eye on it. Mm. All right. All right. All right. And, and then uh, one more news story. Yeah. One last news story that is all about the world of Jeff W. Mm-hmm. Take yes, it away, uh, Jeff. Yeah. So basically, uh, Bungie now, they aren't technically owned by Sony yet, right? Like that still has to go through. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, are basically threatening uh, people with Steam decks, you know, which what a great product, I think, <laughs> for for how like and I'm serious Think about like what like it's been pretty disruptive. People are like, you know, it's making noise. And I, I think what a good job by Steam to have this thing, because uh, I would not never have anticipated it being like this. But uh, Bungie's basically threatening to ban people. Uh, there was a message that popped up, I think, if you own the game and you try to play it on the Steam Deck. Uh, and they're just basically banning you know people from playing there, which I think is the one of the shittiest decisions that you could possibly make with that game. Considering it's on every platform, it's on shitty Stadia that hmm. no one plays. You let that game exist there, but you can't play it on basically what's a mini PC. You know, people are getting Windows running on a Steam Deck. You know, they're getting these things to, you know, just play all of your games. And then here we are, you know, with, with Bungie basically trying to, you know, lock down this platform. And I think it has a lot to do with the upcoming purchase, uh, you know, or the ownership from Sony too. Uh, and I just think it's like a shitty thing to do. You know, you shouldn't be, you know, limiting number one, where people can play this game. And then, uh, cause number one, your game's old at this point. Like, you know, uh, you're still putting out content, but it, this is not like a new 
you know, game that's, you know, first month release, you're trying to like get as many sales as possible. Um, and I think, I think it's just a bad look. And, you know, then I, I also look at the first person shooters that are out there and I think destiny is one of the better ones for a controller too. You know, like this is, this thing is set up for you to be successful on a controller. And I think it's, you know, it'd be a great thing to have on that platform. And just the idea that you don't want people to play this is, to me, just ridiculous. Uh, I don't give a shit what platform it's on. Your your game is everywhere else. I mean, you it seems like they would put it on any console that would come out, and you know, including terrible ones. And yet here we are. You know, they won't put it on Linux. It's dumb. Hmm. But that's well, it for me. <laughs> I'm not planning on getting banned from Destiny anytime soon. Rob, you should try. When we, when we get ours, we should try. All right, <laughs> deal. <laughs> We're doing it, boys. Yeah. We're getting banned from Destiny 2, boys. Oh, yeah. Guess a piece of that class action lawsuit that's going to happen. It's going to mm-hmm. be fantastic. <laughs> All right, well, I think that about wraps it up for this week in video game news. So we're going to shift gears here, guys, and talk about the games we've been playing this week. And the big one that we all decided to, to dive into is Pretty much uh, because of this movie that everybody's in love with, The Batman, that you only have to see once to be considered a true Batman fan. <laughs> uh, two might be a little overkill if you if you don't if you don't value your bladder and your capability of holding urine. I am planning on seeing it a third time, by the way. So just oh, so wow. you know, uh, when it comes out on digital, well, that'll be the fourth time. But oh, my wife's sister has not seen it, so. We always like to introduce her to superhero movies, so we will be watching with her. Oh, wow. Well, so in the vein, in the celebration of Batman, we all decided that we're going to take a little bit of time and dive into the Batman Telltale game, which came out in 2017, I believe. No, 2016, I mean. A Batman the Telltale series. Now... Just like the title suggests, this is a Telltale game, boys. Mm-hmm. How many Telltale games have you guys played? I've done. I've played all of them. Oh, you played all of them. At I've least done... the first episode. The no, I mean, Dead. Telltale games in general. Like, yeah. not just the Batman. You've played all yeah, of them. I, I've played every Telltale game, at least the first episode. Now, I haven't beat them all, but I've mm-hmm. played every single one. You know, you know that's, that falls in line. He's played the first hour. Episode uh, one, Telltale, at least. Well, because um, remember when um, they were coming out on console, mm-hmm. it was like the first episode was free, and then you had to pay for the rest of them. So uh-huh. I would just try them out. I would just play all of them. Yeah. Um, now the Batman and the Guardians of the Galaxy were the first comic book properties, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh yeah. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Um, Fables was the first comic book property, so I played that one, um, and. Anytime there's a comic book franchise, boys, I'm all yeah, I've in. Done, I've played both Batmans. I've played Guardians of the Galaxy one. I own the Game of Thrones one, but I've heard that's bad. So I have not ever like actually went through it. Um, what's the... Uh, is it the Werewolf Within? Is that the name of that game? That's the what Fables is that? one. Is that the Fables or, one? Okay, yeah. Or I've done Among a little Us. bit. Yeah. Ooh, it might have been that. Yeah. 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 Some of, yeah one of That's those. The, Something and they're the coming out with title. a sequel. They just announced that at the Game Awards. Okay. Yeah. Finally, done, The Wolf Among Us 2 is like coming out. The first out. couple episodes of that. I never finished that, but I've gotten through that um, that stuff. But yeah, I've done this whole Batman run. Played uh, the Back to the Future games. Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people. 
I've played that one. Uh, the Walking Dead, the first the first series. Mm, yes, yeah. That mm. came out. I'm looking at their list of games here right now. They've made tons of games, actually, yeah. which I would like to quiz Factor on because he did say he played all of them. Ooh, How did right. you enjoy uh, CSI colon Three Dimensions of Murder? <laughs> no fucking, they did not make that game. Came out March 21st, 2006 <laughs> no for the way. PlayStation 2 <laughs> and Microsoft Windows. So I'm curious, uh, Vactor's opinion on that one. No, Let's no, see. No, no. The Wallace and Gromit's Grand Adventures. No. What about no, Tales no. of Monkey Island? Oh, yeah. Tales of Monkey Island's on here. They, all, no. they made another CSI game. CSI Deadly mm. Intent for the wow. Wii. CSI Fatal Conspiracy. Wow. They've made a lot of CSI games. Oh, and they made a Law and Order game. Law and Order Legacies. And everybody's favorite, Nelson Tether's Puzzle Agent. How was it, Vector? Let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you both know I'm talking about their episodic adventure games after 2012's Walking Dead. Those are the ones. And I played Back to the Future one also just because it's Back to the Future and Jurassic Mm -hmm. Park as well. Um, There's a Minecraft one. My... Now, this is my into this because I don't really like the interactivity of the games because it's not like a one-to-one, you're moving the characters mm-hmm. around. It's All right. All of these are quick-time scenes, quick-time events, I should say. Yeah. And this goes back. I don't know, Rob, if you remember this, but we had a debate on quick-time events on Spider-Man 3 mm-hmm. for Xbox. And I fell on the side of, I do not like quick time events. And you fell on the side of, you do like quick time events. So this is like a whole game of quick time events. So that formula has never been great for me. But the reason why I've played all of these, for the most part, is because these are my wife's favorite games of all time. She's beaten... Every Walking Dead multiple times, and she's played all of all of the the um, the, the series. the The Minecraft one she really got into. Also, she didn't really get into the Batman and the game, the Guardians of the Galaxy ones as much. But like I said, the Walking Dead, all of the spinoffs because there's multiple Walking mm-hmm. Dead games and spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Minecraft ones are her favorite, so she will like go to her grave telling you those are the best games of all time. I, I think Animal Crossing <laughs> would have something to say. Yeah, she played that, that a lot, yeah, too. But yeah. But Telltale has had a longer... Like, she she, uh, she had a specific intense period of Animal Crossing. The Telltales have been multiple years. Mm. Um, but that's kind of the reason why I was getting into them uh, because, because my wife was. She was playing them a lot. I don't particularly remember the debate over <laughs> quick time i mean i and i can't necessarily say that I, that even sounds like something i would say but that was <laughs> when did that that's like 2007 yeah right mm. so who knows man it's been it's been <laughs> well what are your thoughts on quick time events well it really depends i'm not a super big fan of them these days especially in these Telltale games. Well, more more so for the Batman in particular, because I'll tell you, I'll I'll get to what I like. But as far as the quick time events, they're a little rough because you'll be in a fight 
with Batman. So, for example, I've only gotten to... I've been trying to get as much of these Batman games in as I could for this week. And I got through episode one and two, and I'm halfway through episode three. So, don't spoil the story. <laughs> Past episode three. Okay. But... In episode two, there's a moment where uh, there's going to be a debate between Harvey Dent and Mayor Wilson, and the the penguin comes in and takes over, and now you're with Catwoman, you know, finding his henchman, right? And Batman will take a swing, and then he'll stop. And it'll be like, don't forget Mm. to press right on your controller. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'll press right. And then he punches. And then he'll lift up a chair and be like, okay, but don't forget to press down an X. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, down an X. Great. And then he'll do a little spin move where he's about to kick somebody and be like, don't forget to press Y. And then you press X again on accident. And I'm convinced it doesn't matter what button you press. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he'll, still, he'll still go through with it. Well, even if you don't press anything, because one time I was playing and I just put the controller down, I had to do something, and he just kept on going. I thought I had missed it, but he just kept on going. I was like, wait a minute. Am I, am I even needed for this? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some where if you miss the prompt, you'll get hit instead. But obviously, this isn't. It's not like Arkham City, or, or maybe it was. Maybe it was an Arkham City. It was. It's not like Arkham um, Knight. Remember in Arkham Knight where the you play as Catwoman, and very early on you're given a choice: go save Batman or take the money. And you, you ultimately you're making a choice: I'm going to go left, and I'm going to go save Batman, or I'm going to. Go mm. right, and I'm gonna take the money. I think that's city. I think that's city. City was that city? I think so. Um, and if you turn right and take the money, the the credits just roll, <laughs> and the game ends. Right. So if something like that were to happen in this, where if I decided I'm I missed too many moves, or I just do what you did and I take a phone call or whatever, and the game is like, and Batman died, and guess what? <laughs> the penguin runs the city now, everybody. <laughs> like I, w- I would find it a little more interesting. So the the quick time events are probably my least favorite part of <laughs> these games in particular. But what I do like is the the more choose your own adventure aspects of it, where you're given conversation branches. Yeah, that's or what my wife loves too. Yeah, or you're given moments where. Not so much conversation branches, but tr- like decision branches. Like Mayor Hill is trying to blackmail or Bruce Wayne, and so you can visit him as Batman, or you can visit him as Bruce Wayne, and then mm-hmm. based on your choices, you know that's how the scene plays out. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced that the choices really make that much of a difference overall. Like you'll get little notices, like if you're nice to Harvey Dent, it'll be like Harvey remembered that. Alfred noticed that. <laughs> yeah. But like, but when does that pay off? And I remember thinking that in The Walking Dead. And I don't remember if that was really so much in the Back to the Future games, but I remember that a lot in The Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> but overall, I've I've really been enjoying these games because even though even though the the combat quote unquote isn't the best, although I do like the portions where you can set up your your plan of attack, like there'll be oh, three yeah. guards, right. and you can oh. say how how is Batman going to take these things out, these guys yeah. out? And I also sort sort of like not not to the extent of what I just mentioned, but the detective work where you see all the clues and you have to link these things together. Like okay, yes. mm-hmm. a barrel blew up. This makes sense that this would have hit this guy across the room. Like the detective aspect of it. 
Mm, right. I really, I like too. But the story has been what's been drawing me in. Yeah. And that's game. actually why I think Jeff and I wanted you to play it because there's things in the story that the movie has. Like there's decisions in the movie or like storylines in the movie that come mm. from the Telltale game. Like they didn't I've come noticed. from any comic. Yeah. So, and I was surprised that every review I've seen, I haven't seen one person mention the game having an influence on the movie, mm. which is strange. Cause like I said, there's no comic book that that comes from. There's no video game that that comes from, uh, or well, the Telltale game, but there's nothing besides that where it's drawing inspiration from. So I don't, I don't know why people aren't mentioning it, but that was what was big when this first came out. And it was actually pretty controversial about what happens in the game. I won't spoil it, but um, it left kind of a mark on the fandom where people were like, uh, they were, mm-hmm. they, they were butthurt for, for a little bit over it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I mean, I would add, uh, I just want to add to, I think Rob made some good comments um, about the game. I think it's just the telltale games in general, you know, I think the, it, you know, the thing that came to mind to me when I was, well, because I, I just kind of did a recap, uh, you know, YouTube videos of just watching the, the game, you know, because I already knew the story. But I was looking at just, you know, beats. And I think the story has to be engaging me because the quick time stuff I don't care about. Um, I don't really, you know, I'm, I mean, I literally beat, you know, I think Guardians of the Galaxy, I was working, you know, working, quote unquote, when I beat that game. I just played it when I was uh, like a weekend shift, you know, mm-hmm. just went through it. And and that stuff's fine, but the the parts that are tough for me in those games is when I'm not engaged in the story, or if I know that I'm like, all right, I'm in this part because I just need to get to this other thing. You know, like something like if I lose that lack of interest, they're like actively bad games for me in those moments, right? Like I just don't care about like, you know, pushing the right stick to the right spot in the on the screen and then, you know, pulling the trigger at this at the right time. Um, I think that's probably my biggest gripe with it is that that just happens to me. I know it's like the nature of those games. Like it's, it's nothing you can fix or like even should fix, you know? Um, but I think that's where I struggle with, with these type of games the most. Uh, and Batman, you know, it has good ones. I think you could do the detective work, but there's, there's some parts in there where you're like, all right, now I got to scan everybody's pockets, you know, and I got to scan <laughs> these four areas and then I got to find this just so I can get out of this scene. You know what I mean? Like there's a little bit of, it's not paying off for me, at least in the moment, you know, um, I can look sure. back at those games. And I, I do like those games. I look back and like Vector said, I think it is, it does say something to like make a mark on that franchise, you know, to have influence in the other mediums, especially the, the movies, which, you know, I'd say movies and the comics are the most influential in there. And then to, you know, to come in and do something that inspires that I think is, is great. But, um, you know, I look back at them like they're good games, but when I'm actively playing one of those games, sometimes I am just essentially bored out of my mind, depending on what's happening. You know, how did you like them factor? So as a Batman game or as a telltale game, that's a telltale game. As a telltale game, this one I think was below like Walking Dead and even Back to the Future. But how would you re- re- uh, re- rank it next to CSI? Well, CSI is 
Jeff W's favorite. And actually, <laughs> my mom was a huge CSI fan, so it was always on in the background. But what um, the audience can't see is that uh, Factor's wearing a CSI T-shirt right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> oh, he just I pulled like, up his shirt to reveal a tattoo. I like CSI. Oh my god. The C is on one nipple, the S is in the middle of his chest, <laughs> and the, is that your nipple dotting the I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's not wow. true. Old choice. <laughs> it's called impro- improvisation. Yes, <laughs> and, Vactor. Yes, and. I'm not from that school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, for me, the things I really like are the detective portions, because there's been so many things that have not portrayed batman as a detective mm-hmm. anytime there's something that shows him as a detective that's like always going to get kudos from me so that was number one and number two the thing that stood out to me as i was replaying it um for this discussion was i forgot how many good voice actors are in this and some of them appear in other walking dead things but troy baker is batman bruce wayne and he's played him before in, like, he plays him in a lot of the Lego stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he's also played the Joker in uh, Arkham games before. But he's one of the best. I, I actually had a chance to meet him at uh, Phoenix Comic Con a couple years ago. Really nice guy. But he's one of my favorite voice actors. Um, Dave Fenoy plays Lucius Fox. He's, like, um, a huge voice actor. Actually, I don't know if you remember, Rob, in the Spider-Man game... He's the guy that you have to go chase down his pigeons. Um, I thought his voice sounded familiar. Yeah. And he's the main guy in Walking Dead. The very first Walking Dead, he's the the main character. But he's great. Uh, Travis Willingham is is Harvey Dent. And he's played Thor in a lot of stuff. And he's actually in that uh, Critical Role show, Jeff. Um, Mm. Was it Vox Machina? Mm -hmm. Um, He's great in that. His real-life wife is Laura Bailey. And she plays Catwoman. And she's also in The Last of Us. So she's a huge, like, she, and she plays Black Widow in The Avengers. She's a huge voice actor. So it's like all these people, Steve Bloom is in it. He's like Wolverine in, in a bunch of stuff. So I was just hearing their voices left and right. And I was like, dang, these guys are like, this would be the equivalent of, all right, here's, the, it's like the Ocean's Elevens movie. Here's Brad Pitt over there. There's George Clooney over there. There's, you know, it's just guy after guy. And I'm like, dang, they, they I wonder how much they spent on the cast of this. Uh, but yeah, definitely paid off for their performances because, you know, you're believing the whole, st- you're, you're sucked into the story, you know, and you're, you're there because the acting is so good. So those are the things for me that were the standouts. And um, I wanted to actually ask Jeff, but not, without spoiling it, did you have a better experience with the first game or the second game? The second game, I believe, and I, because I don't think in this first game, the, they introduce a major character in the second game, right? I think you're talking about the Joker. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I've, I mean, these games aren't exactly new, so I'm, I'm aware of the second game and I've seen screenshots and and stuff like that. Okay. So so he is, that is the second. In the second one. Yeah. That's the enemy within. Yeah, that one to me was good. Um, Rob, they paint him in a different light. Like he seems like they, like he meets him as like a stranger on the street, and then it slowly evolves 
Oh yeah. Uh, into like the Joker character. I think that one is, it's probably better, I would say. Um, and I think they lean more into the aspects of, uh, should we just spoil it here? I don't know if we should spoil it. I think I'm going to want to play it. Yeah. Well, there's aspects of the movie. I think that's more heavily. I think it might be, I can't remember if it's more heavy handed in the first or second game, but it is present throughout. I'll tell you yeah, what, I if, you prefer say, if you want to say something about it, go for it. I'm going to take my cans off my ear right now. Mm-hmm. You wave at me when you're, when you've got your okay. thoughts out. Okay. Guys, Rob can't hear me. He sucks. Yeah. He thinks I'm giving a Batman good. spoiler right now. And you know, he thinks I'm going to go ahead and get that. And you know, the Joker, I'm saying the Joker right now so he can see it. Uh, but Rob sucks. And I, and I think it's funny that, you know, he can't hear me right now. Okay, so was that just a whole minute of Jeff W. going, Wonder Rob poops his pants? No, no, I would never. I would never. I would never. Oh, boy. Well, I'm going to go back and listen to it. So that's a free one for you. (laughs) That's a free one. But I remember that. I never forget. I never forget. Uh, This one actually. Also, did you guys ever play, or I guess, Rob, this is your first time playing. So, um, Jeff, did you ever play with the crowd play feature? You know, I I never play with, but I always do. Is that the thing where you, do they tell you percentages on what people chose live while you're choosing? I can't. It's been so long since I played, but I no. remember the the end results. Yeah. they tell you like they, that. They'll yeah, tell I always you, saw those. Yeah, they'll tell you at the end. But the crowd yeah. play is basically like it's like a party game. So people can participate. It's like the Jackbox oh, games okay. on yeah. any device, any web-enabled device. So mm. they can pick, like, let's say you got five friends over, and they all pick a choice. Whoever had the the largest percentage, that's the choice that goes through mm. on the screen. So this is actually something that can be played on Twitch. You know, you can play it in your house. I think that's a pretty cool feature, and it adds another element to it because... Like I said, my wife has beat these games multiple times. Mm-hmm. Playing it another way, giving you a fresh take on it. That crowd play feature is kind of cool. I really like how it would give you the stats. That yeah. was something I felt really neat about. I actually took snap pictures of my stats. So I was like, let's see mm-hmm. what I did. Me and uh, 29 other or 29% of players chose to make Falcone suffer. Okay. Let's make him suffer. <laughs> uh, let's see here. You and 62.1% of players saved Selena over Harvey. Hmm. That's right. Saved Selena over Harvey Vector. Yeah. That's right. I, I, said, I, know, I know he's going to yeah. get scarred. Yeah. It don't matter. <laughs> Does it tell you what friends picked on there? I thought no. I remembered that. I thought I remember least, seeing what Vector chose, but I can't remember. Well, maybe if true. on this particular platform, if I had that, I ended up mm-hmm. playing it on Steam. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. I was considering playing it on the iPad, but the first episode's free on the iPad, and then each episode was five bucks. Yeah. Ooh, so rough. I would have made it 20 bucks, but I looked on Steam just out of curiosity, and it was fourteen ninety nine. Okay. These are always on sale, by the way, like Green Man Gaming and, you know, all the uh, Steam sales. I see these for like $3 all the time, but I'm like, I already got these games. But if anybody's interested from our discussion... They're always going on sale, and that's on every platform, um, all the consoles, and like you said, iOS and and the Google Play Store. So there, these games are out there, and they appeal to a wide audience because 
like it's with my wife, a lot of t- things that um, hinders her gameplay sometimes, she gets dizzy on first-person shooters. You're not going to have that in this one. And sometimes um, her reaction time is not the best. So she's like, oh, I can do this versus if it's mm-hmm. if the... If it's one to one action, I can't necessarily keep up all the time. So it's this appeals to a lot. It's like a, a wide audience that this these type of games appeal to. Yeah. Well, I'm enjoying it. I can tell you that. And a lot of times, if I review a game for a podcast, I'll I'll get through my review process and I'll be like, okay, I'm I'll move on. But this one, I'm gonna go back. And I you am definitely. A, and I want to play the 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 next series too. Yeah, you definitely got to get to the. Um, you gotta get. You have to finish the story on both of these because they're. I think they are important stories. Oh, well, we'll keep talking about it as we do because that's that's a unique feature on this podcast is we're going to keep talking about the games we've been playing, uh, not just talk about them one week at a time. And so, in that respect, Elden Ring is still on our plates. Jeff, how you been doing at that game? I've been getting my ass whooped. Still, <laughs> um, I've discovered more. You know, I went. Um, I was talking to a friend. You know, that, that's what um, I do like about this game is it. It's it, has, it hasn't been. Um, I think it's number one is the popularity of the game, but it's also it's one of those games um, where I feel like I'm going I'm like, hey, did you run into this? Did you run into that yet? Like nobody's discovered everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's kind of reminding me of Breath of the Wild. Like I remember talking to a friend and being like, Hey, have you seen any dragons yet? And I'm like, what dragons? And then of course <laughs> you get into the game and there's like just these gigantic, you know, flying dragons in the game. I remember um, the first time I saw that and I was totally yeah. blown away. Yeah. Um, I was like, what is that? Or yeah. like going to the corners of the map and seeing the giant mazes. Yeah. The big cubes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And this is what that game is doing to me. Um, I've, I found that, uh, cause I was struggling going North on the map. And I've, uh, I was actually talking to a friend. He's like, what you should do is go south. And so, actually, that would be my recommendation to anybody is playing uh, maybe Shoff. You know, make oh, it a little, little easier for our buddy, <laughs> for our guy. He's a geek, so to speak. No, he's uh, yeah. too hard. Too yeah. hard for him. <laughs> so, I've... Uh, he prefers Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Yeah. I went south down to the peninsula on the map. And uh, I've been having some pretty good success there. I've been able to kind of like... You can like one hit, two hit some enemies, one hit if you stealth onto them and stuff like that. Um, so if you're starting it out, I don't Rob, I know you said you were pretty much grinding still, right? Just yeah. uh, I didn't have a whole stuff. lot of time to get into it this week because I was I shifted a lot of my attention on the Batman since I knew we wanted to talk about it this week. But I yeah. did play a little bit, but you're right. Mostly what mm-hmm. I was doing was just grinding, trying to level up my guy yeah. uh, before I start taking on other things. Yeah, so I'd recommend, you know, if you guys are going to play this factor, if you ever get back to it, um, because I don't think you've played much uh, since. But uh, if you go south on that map, I think it it doesn't point you there. But I think the intention is to go that way because you're I've been generally having an easier time with enemies, um, which is uh, not great for me because I'm, you know, level 20, something level the high 20s, 28 or something like that. so I need to, you know, start pushing my character a little more and getting more runes. But um, it's been going pretty good. I still run into things. You hit these like parts of the map where you teleport. I teleport to some other crazy part of the map and you get there. And then there's like these just like you you portal in and you're right behind this gigantic monster. Well, <laughs> in the horse, you run past him and then you get past the field. And then there's like a bridge. and You're like, all right, let me go explore. And then there's like a gigantic dragon on that bridge <laughs> right between each other. And you're just like, 
like, well, what the hell do I do? You know, you're like, I got to fast travel out of here because this is crazy. Um, so there's still moments like that. I, I'm I'm pretty impressed with with how much they fit in this game. And um, I've heard there is an underworld area that is I, massive in this game, too. And I'm highly interested. I get this. So the, what I've heard is that you, you take an elevator, you know, uh, and you it goes down for like a whole minute. Like it takes you. It, it takes forever to get down to the area. But then uh, you oh, get wow. down there and there's like a whole underground like kingdom, apparently. And um, that is the stuff I'm also trying. I, this is going to be this is easy, like a hundred hour game, I think. To like, oh, yeah. Yeah. To get this thing going. I mean, it's it's just massive. It's pretty incredible. Doctor, have you gotten to the underworld yet in Elden Ring? Yeah. You know, oh. I was thinking of something, Vector, because you have it on PC. Yes. There is a, you can get, I can give you a trainer, which is like just cheats, basically, because you're not, you're probably not going to care about the online, but I think you might want to explore and like just basically go in there and wreck enemies. Um, I should give you this trainer or show you where to go get it. It's called Wii Mod. Um, and you can just give yourself infinite health. You know, and just get in there and just do, and then you can just run around. And oh, I think, shoot. Yeah, I think oh that's God. a legit way. Down PC. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> and I did the same thing. I can't remember if we talked about it here, or if I just had that conversation between us about Dying Light uh, 1, where Dying Light, you're like running away from the enemies. So you never got to, like, if you play the game the right way, you don't get to see the enemies up close a lot. So I just remember getting a trainer giving myself infinite health and then just letting them attack me. So I can be like, Hey, what are these character models? I want to just, I'm just interested in the game. Um, so I, I was thinking about that this week for you, uh, because especially you can, you could run through this game. I think if you had like, I think there's like a one hit kill mod on there too. So you could just one hit everything you fight, you know, yeah. you could just start, you know, just making your way through stuff. It might be uh, a fun thing to do uh, for you. Um, to just yeah. so you, can, you can get to see the stuff that other people are seeing, you know, without having that hundred hours. I know we we all, you guys have kids, let alone me. I, it's hard for me to fit in a hundred hours of of a game somewhere. You know, you guys are right. It's gonna be oh, even yeah. tougher. You know, this is a game I could easily see playing for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like in between all the things that I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think. I mean, this is clearly like game of the year so far. I think. I think it's going to take it, but I don't know. We'll see what comes out, right? We got to see what Nintendo does and, and all that stuff. But uh, boy, it's like this is like it's crazy to set the bar this high. You know, it, did it was it March that it technically come out in March, right? Yeah. Or is that? Yeah, it was March. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So but it's still pretty early, you know, to set the bar that high. This thing is it's crazy. And I anytime I get a chance to get into, it, I got to just get back in the rhythm of a little bit. But then once I am, I, I like I played a couple hours today, you know, when I got home from work. Um and it's just, yeah, that game is drawing me in still. It's it's pretty incredible. What about you, Vector? What you've been playing this week? There's a couple new Game Pass games that came out today. Uh, one of them is Young Souls. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a side-scrolling beat-em-up in the vein of um, Turtles in Time, X-Men, and Simpsons, like I was saying. Actually, a more recent comparison is the Scott Pilgrim game which mm-hmm. we should actually play together at some point. Mm. Um, the Scott Pilgrim versus the World game. I know Jeff and I have it. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's on sale on Steam all the time, too. But it's called Young Souls, and I like the art style. I like the beat-em-up action. So far, it's, a two, it's like a two-player swap 
um, thing where you can, it's, I think it's a brother and a sister. I wasn't watching the story. I was just, I wanted to get to the <laughs> gameplay. Yeah. So um, I, th- I like that game. Kentucky Route Zero is a, another party game that is really cool. And it's by Annapurna Interactive. Um, that one is free on Game Pass. So if anybody likes um, those type of like party games. And then what upset me is the Guardians of the Galaxy game is free on Game Pass. And I paid yeah. full price like a yep. sucker. Yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot. You guys bullied me into that purchase too. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, had I known that it was going to be six months later and I still hadn't beaten the game yet, I mm. would have waited for Game Pass because I like the game. I just hadn't had time to play it. Mm. Um, so I haven't been playing that, but it's <laughs> out on Game Pass. Just want to let everybody know who's listening. And Game Pass continues to be the best value in gaming. Yes. Mm. Yes. I think we would all agree that you're a sucker if you're not playing for Game Pass. Yeah. Everybody. All right. Well, I think that's about it, everybody. Uh, I don't have any other games under my belt under what we've, excuse me, except for what we've already talked about. So I think that's going to draw this episode of the Sandbox Gamers to a close. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us all the way to the very end. We appreciate you. Why don't you show your appreciation of us by hitting that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed and leaving us a nice five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you use pocket cast i heard su- some suckers use that it's totally fine um but in all seriousness i kid about which platform you use but we don't really care as long as you're giving us a like and giving us those listens we appreciate it and tell your friends we're a new podcast every podcast was new once every podcast was small once but soon we're gonna level up and be the biggest video game podcast out there now if you want to follow us as individuals, well, you can find Jeff W at Jeff W. That's J E F F W on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. You can find Vactor at Vactor V A C T O R. That's Instagram and Twitter. You can find me Wonder Rob at Wonder Rob W O N D E R R O B on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on let's see Instagram, the Sandbox Gamers on Instagram. Uh, Sandbox Gamer Pod on Twitter. And if you didn't know, the Sandbox Gamers is part of the Geek So To Speak podcast network. So be sure to check out all the podcasts. You can go to geeksotospeak.com slash network to find all the links. We've got Geek So To Speak, our flagship show, The Holdo Maneuver, starring Vactor and Mark Vibbert, despite the fact that Mark Vibbert has never seen a Star Wars movie in his life. <laughs> He likes to talk about He just likes to talk about it. He likes to talk. So, <laughs> so check that podcast out. You got Treknological, which is a Star Trek podcast hosted by Schaff and Vactor. And then, of course, the Sandbox Gamers, which you've already found. Thanks for joining us. Good game, everybody. GG. Don't poop in the sandbox. Ugh, dude. <laughs> <laughs>